Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday, and this is now the second week after Pentecost. This week, once again, we will focus on the Gospel reading for the coming Sunday. Our theme this week is Jesus' disciples look forward as they follow Jesus. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days God has spoken to us by a son. A reading this morning from Luke chapter 9, verse 51. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. New Testament scholars have long noticed that Luke and the book of Acts form a single two-volume unit. Their structure is based on each other. All of the action in Luke's gospel moves Jesus toward Jerusalem. From there, we witness Jesus' disciples, after the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, go out from Jerusalem to Samaria, all the way to the capital city of the Roman Empire. So the single verse at the end of Luke chapter 9 acts like a hinge, the great pivot of Luke's gospel, as Jesus turns and sets his face to go to Jerusalem. From now on, the cross is before Jesus, and we will notice in the days ahead that we are moving from the ends of the earth, that is, the region where we met the man named Legion and the demons in the herd of swine, to Samaria, and on then to Jerusalem. The apostles will travel on this road in reverse in the book of Acts, with the good news of all that Jesus has accomplished in Jerusalem moving out of Jerusalem, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So today we focus on this pivot verse, the transition that tells us that Jesus' ascension is in view. That will be how the Gospel of Luke will end, with Jesus ascending to the right hand of the Father. Of course, before we get to the ascension, Jesus will have to journey to Jerusalem, where he will be crucified, died, and after three days rise again. We are told that As the time approached, Jesus turned and set his face towards Jerusalem. 
Jesus set his face with determination on that fixed point on the horizon that will fulfill all of God's promises for the world. It sets its face on that fixed point of the horizon in obedience to the will of the Heavenly Father to act in accordance with the Scriptures. So Jesus' posture here, face fixed firmly toward Jerusalem, toward the fulfillment of God's promises, will figure prominently in the rest of this week's reading. The cross, that is Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, are also our fixed points from which we find our way in the world. Our theme for this week is Jesus' disciples keep looking forward as they follow Jesus. That is only because that is what we see Jesus doing. That does not mean that we do not live in this moment, that we only look forward to the future, but it does mean that we don't look back, but instead trust that our past is being redeemed by what Jesus has already done and will yet do for us. That future hope that is before us, that is assured by our faith in Christ, gives our life a direction. It is where these lives of ours are going. So what better way to start our week by fixing our sight on the promise of God's kingdom? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people to set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith within your church and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For all who govern the nations of the world, for the people and countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from destruction. For who else? For what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger, 
we ask that you would also protect us from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hand we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.